Hi, I'm Han Brown, host of Boomer Living and Senior Living Broadcast. The show is inspired by the professionals caring for the older adults. Every week, we have industry professionals on the show, namely neurologists, gerontologists, geriatricians, technologists, caregivers, providers, developers, and operators. They share their journey, impact, and lessons learned in caring for the aging population, which includes the older adults 50-plus, the baby boomers, and the silent generation. The future of aging will be different for individuals, families, businesses, communities, and societies. So now is the time to lead, plan, and to act. So join the conversation of hot topics in serving older adults with friends and industry experts. Today on Boomer Living, Emily Johnson joins me to discuss senior fitness and exercise. As the founder and creative director of Stronger You Senior Fitness, she's an expert on how to empower recreation, fitness, and wellness within the retirement communities and uh, senior centers. Emily, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to have a conversation with you. So I'm eager to hear about your story and mission to help seniors stay physically strong, intellectually sharp, and socially connected. So welcome. Yes, thank you. So can you tell us about your journey and how you got here? Yeah, I've been in the senior living industry now for over a decade. It actually happened by accident. I had no intentions of ever working with older adults. I actually wanted to be a dentist. And it was a volunteer opportunity that opened my eyes to working with this incredible population. And once I found senior living, I was really impressed. I really enjoyed my roles working with the older adults who were living in the retirement communities where I worked in the recreation department and had just a great opportunity to start to enhance their lives, learn about them and and give them a really, really holistic offering. So in your opinion, what, what is the current state of fitness in senior living? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, Unfortunately, I believe the state of fitness in senior living is not at a great spot. It definitely has a whole lot of potential, which is one of the reasons I was excited to talk to you today is, is to share that message of the potential. And right now, fitness is not regulated in North America, not regulated in most of the world. So as a result of that, we don't have guidelines in place for what is required of a person teaching senior fitness. So a lot of times, especially in retirement living, long-term care, skilled nursing, we have individuals who are getting on-the-job training, so to speak. They may be getting a piece of paper that's been passed down from individual to individual in the role, and they're teaching the same five, six, seven, ten exercises to the older adults they work with, but doing so with very little training to to back them up. So are those common misconceptions that you see around aging and exercise? For example, some people might think seniors are only capable of gentle exercise and stretching. Mm -hmm. So what can we do to help break these misconceptions? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think this part partly comes from that uh, lack of understanding or education on what I should be doing with an older adult. We believe that as we age, we get more frail and weak and we have to take it easy. And that's just really not the reality. Uh, The reality is that older exercisers can gain muscle and physical activity at the same rate uh, or similar rate as younger exercisers. So when we look at the physical activity guidelines for older adults, 
result, it says we need to be achieving 150 minutes of moderate to vigorous intensity aerobic activity and at least two days per week of muscle and bone strengthening. And it says nothing about gentle exercise or stretching being recommended, yet we see that is a lot of what is offered. And I think that comes from people just not knowing how to safely reach those intensities or how to safely target all of the major muscle groups. So they default to something that is in their mind safe, where they're not going to injure the people that they care about. Of course, they, they want to offer something that's going to be safe. And if they have information to do more, then they would do more. But I think that's where we have a bit of a gap. Mm-hmm. And often, if a person is under some kind of regimented exercise or workout, it's always advice to consult with their doctor to make sure that it's in accordance of their abilities and strength. So I, I think it's wonderful, regardless of your level of ability, is obviously check with your doctor and always maintain a healthy, strong, physical, active lifestyle, right? Because the fact that, in my opinion, with the mess that we're in, being shut down, I think, at least for myself, people are wanting to thrive and to continue to Mm -hmm. be active because you have to get over this hump. And if you stay shut down physically, mentally, oh, it's very heavy on your mental yes. uh, health and well-being. So yeah. I'm a believer of health and wellness, staying active to whatever capacity that you can and be creative during this time. Yeah. And it's, that's part of the, you hit it right on the head for sure with that, because a lot of people think that a lot of the negative consequences that we see as we age are due to increasing in age. But a lot of time it's just due to an increase in inactivity naturally as we go from our childhood years to high school university into the workforce with families our our natural lives and we just tend to slow down we work at a desk or we go into retirement and we're not going out to that active job that we may have had once and when we slow down our bodies realize hey we don't need this cardiovascular capacity anymore or these strong muscles to to lift things and so your body's not going to put in the calories or put in the the effort to maintain those strong muscles. And so we think, hey, they're just getting older, they're just slowing down, but really they have a chance to combat that by staying active and continuing to exercise and being physically active. And when you say slow down, in my opinion, if your body slows down, so will your mind. Mm -hmm. You don't want that. Okay. No. I, I always believe at whatever capacity that you can, obviously, whatever you used to do and you are just, let's say, getting back into a new routine, ease into it. No one is suggesting kill yourself while you're mm-hmm. at it. Just do it in a healthy pace that your body is able to in whatever capacity that you can. So yeah, that's We great. all have to start somewhere. Yeah, yeah. So I'm sure there are some senior communities out there that already have a robust fitness offerings for their residents. So where do they go next and how can they take it to the next level? Yeah, great question. Uh, I mentioned that the state of fitness in, in retirement living, it's a little bit dire, but there are some communities, organizations who are doing a phenomenal job. And for them, there's always an opportunity to improve and get even better. So that's where earlier when you mentioned about being intellectually sharp and socially connected, we have this great opportunity during a 30 minute, 45, 60 minute fitness class to not only work on the body, but work on the brain. The World Health Organization put out their risk factors for reducing the risk of dementia and being physically active was the number one way that you could help 
help to stave off dementia and Alzheimer's and, and other uh, things that are going to bring down that capacity to, to continue to learn and to be intellectually engaged. So when we are physically active, we maintain that capacity. And one way we can do this is by mixing it up, having a lot of variety in our programs. Too often I've sat in a fitness program where we did the same exercises day in and day out, or the, the instructor just counted to 10, where if we take those movements that we would normally do and create a combination out of them, whenever we have a combination, we have to use our brains to figure out, okay, what's happening within this combination? And we have to put the pieces together and that really challenges us intellectually. There's also an opportunity to be socially connected as well. Maybe not right now, maybe we're doing virtual fitness or we're doing it in the hallways or in the doorways, but there is a still an opportunity to be social and have a fun element uh, to the program. Very true. I think nowadays, all of what you describe, very important, but I think we're also having to add the layer of being creative because it's not as readily available. Everything surrounding wellness, engagement, activities are either at a limited capacity or to none. But it takes creativity to open all those new doors. Very important right now. So now Absolutely. let's say physical fitness, as we know, have it has major positive effects on your mental health. So do you think this may be even more true for our seniors. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, just even when you're physically active, there's all sorts of chemical reactions that happen in our brain that just make us happier as it is. But there's also the effects of you feeling better physically and being able to more successfully interact with your environment. That is going to just make you feel happier when you don't have to ask for someone to give you a hand with the door or you don't have to be afraid of going out to lunch with your friends because you're not sure if you'll be able to get off the toilet. You know, these aren't very glamorous things to think about, but these are real concerns for some older adults. Do you think this may be exasperated by the pandemic? And will focusing on fitness help senior living organizations succeed in a post-COVID world? Yes, absolutely. Unfortunately, there's a lot of confusion about what is retirement living, what is skilled nursing. People don't have a great understanding of what the industry is as it is. I was reading a really cute um, quote from Dick Van Dyke, and he, he goes through the reasons why he exercises throughout uh, the different decades of his life. And he says in his 80s, he exercised to avoid assisted living. So this is post-pandemic. Dick Van Dyke, a beloved character for the generations that we're looking to work with, with in senior living, and he's saying that he stays active to avoid assisted living. Now, me being very familiar with assisted living, independent living, I know that this is a place where people can go to thrive, to be rid of having to do their own laundry or cook their own meals and have a great life. But if we have senior living organizations who can better utilize their fitness program, then they can truly show that coming to a senior living community can be a place where you can get stronger. I've seen so many um, seniors move into our communities that I've worked with in the past and their family barely recognizes them a few months later because they have taken part in the fitness program. They look like a new person. They're never in their suite. Their family can never get a hold of them. Uh, and I think if we take it a step further and we actually show data around this, so things like fitness testing to show, hey, every single one of the individuals who moves into our building takes part in a fitness test, taking part in exercise at least once a week, we're seeing these types of improvements in our residents. That data can be huge for rebuilding a reputation in the post-COVID world. And there's a lot of cleaning up to do. 
right? Or yes. rebuilding to do. Mm-hmm. I think everything that you're describing is very true. Often it may be difficult to get your loved one, if they haven't started already years ago in living a, a healthy lifestyle. I mean, it's not too late to, to start, but they, let's say they haven't already. You got some convincing to do once they are in the community. But I think what's wonderful is that more than likely their environment are people in the same place in life. So you have the component of socialization, even if you don't even like working out, but the fact that you're with other friends for the social aspect of it. So I think it's wonderful and it can grow on you. So I think obviously for folks that have already been active and leading a healthy lifestyle, that's like a perfect fit. But it's definitely a value proposition that need to be amplified. That is what independent living, senior living, and to some capacity, assisted living. It's, it's about thriving, continuing to live, and being healthy to the best that you can, given whatever health conditions that you're at. Yes, I definitely agree. What is your biggest strength that enables you to have a unique, impactful effect on older adults? Yeah, I think it's working with hundreds of adults and uh, older adults and and finding out what works and what doesn't. And really, that's the the program content that our Stronger You Senior Fitness instructors use. So I've developed content to give to instructors so they can just learn it and they can teach it exactly as outlined and offer these dynamic programs that I've been talking about. So often when I I talk to someone who's struggling with their fitness program, they say, Emily, I just really don't know what to teach. I went to Google, I went to YouTube, and I'm, I'm not sure if these are the right exercises to be using or how to put them together. So that's what Stronger You Senior Fitness does is the first global senior fitness uh, course to offer 30 minutes of ongoing content every single month is we take out that work. We put it together for them so they can just deliver that dynamic program to the seniors they serve. Mm, Wonderful. And of course, there is not a program that fits all, right? Mm -hmm. It's robust enough and tailor or able to tailor to individuals' abilities. So I think that's very important. For ones that wanting to start, but just doesn't have that motivation Perhaps they've gone through a tough spot in their lives, right? Maybe mm-hmm. a loss of a spouse and also having difficulty acclimating to the new living arrangements. How do you get them motivated to get out and participate and stay active? Yeah, great question. It all starts with the why. What is the reason why? If I had a dollar for every time a older adult told me, oh, honey, I'm 86. I can't do that anymore. Or I'm 90. I can't do any anymore. And then on the flip side, I had an 86-year-old or a 90-year-old who was thriving and, and doing whatever I was offering. It's really about getting to know what's important for them. Sometimes they have barriers up and, and fears. They don't want to go to the exercise class because it, they think it could be dangerous. Where that, and that's where you brought up earlier that they should always speak to their doctor first before, before taking part in an exercise program. And if they have a great doctor, that doctor is probably going to jump for joy. Yes, you should get physically active. Definitely go to that exercise class. Typically, it's only after an individual has undergone a, an operation or a surgery that they really have any limitations when it comes to fitness. So it's really about sitting down with that person and finding out what's important to them. Is there a trip coming up? Maybe not now, but is there a trip coming up in 
a year where they want to go to their granddaughter, grandson's wedding at a, a Mexico resort and they want to keep up with the family. They don't want to feel like a burden that they're slowing down their family and friends. If an older adult told me that was their goal, great. I've got the plan for you. You're going to join our walking club. You're going to come to our muscles and moves twice a week and we're going to get you in really great shape to be running around that resort. If you tie it back to their why, that's how you get them to give it a try and get involved. I love it. I love it. Have them set goals and know their why and you mm -hmm. can be instrumental for them to achieve their why and their goals. And I think that applies to you and I. Sometimes it is difficult at any age to get motivated because it requires us to be creative nowadays. And to be honest with you, there's so many things that you can work out at home. Obviously, I don't know where you're at. Like in Michigan, it's like 20-something degrees right now. So I miss mm -hmm. that outdoor yes. walk daily. Like I said, we're trying to come up with ways we cancel our gym membership. So that right mm -hmm. now, it's not an option. So I think it's important, especially now, I, to me at least, creativity. And I don't care what you do. Be creative. St stay active. Physical, mental. And here's what we do have at home is, I think it's called a hula hoop that my kids used to play. They're in their college age now. So I'm finding little things that my kids used to use. Yeah. Why not? You know, and because I feel like you got to make do with what you have. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many things around our home that can become exercise equipment from uh, wine bottles to shampoo bottles to condiments to using your wall, using a chair. There's so many ways that you can get active. And now actually there's more resources than ever available through the Internet. So in, in some respects, people have more access to being physically active now that they're at home and, and these resources are being made available. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Now, one other thing. Now, people in senior care communities have different abilities and special needs when it comes to exercise. So how do you create an exercise regimen that is inclusive to all levels of physical ability? Yeah, well, what we do at Stronger You Senior Fitness is we provide our program in what I would call a base state. It can be done seated or standing, and it's easily modifiable to both. So for any instructor, typically teaching any type of class, you could have half the class seated, half the class standing to provide for a variety of ability levels. Even just doing something like a simple biceps curl, just doing that from a standing position is great. It's going to engage through the core, engage through the legs, and it doesn't take any fancy reworking to say, hey, you independent folks standing in the back, you do this from a standing position. Those who need to be seated, you do it from a seated position. Uh, and then we have the ability to slow things down or speed things up to make them more intense or to lower the intensity. Those are great points. Absolutely. So it is adjustable to the ability level and it's flexible. So that's great. Awesome. Do you have anything else that you would like to share? I would just say going a little further to the post-pandemic world, this is a time where we do need to rebuild the reputation of senior living organizations. And I think a lot of senior leaders may be overlooking one of their most valuable opportunities. And I truly think that is in within the life enrichment department, specifically within their fitness programs. We have such an opportunity to make sure our staff are properly trained. They're offering dynamic programs and they're truly going to make a difference in the lives of the older adults they serve serve. And when they're healthier, they stay with us longer and they're happier and they tell their friends about us. So if we really grab onto that opportunity and, and, and really use it to our benefit, uh, I think people are going to transition through this upcoming time of post-COVID uh, a lot better than some others. 
I wholeheartedly believe that's very great points. So thank you, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Han. Have a great day. All right, take care. Thank you so much for joining us this week on Boomer Living Podcast. Make sure to visit our website, boomerliving.tv, where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and other platforms. This way, you'll never miss a show. And while you're at it, if you found value in this show, we would really appreciate a rating in iTunes or simply tell a friend about the show. That would help us tremendously. Be sure to tune in weekly for our next episode. And remember, growing old is the purest and the most positive experience of human existence.